Welcome back to the Kate and Bo Sports Show. I'm Kate. And I am Bo. Kate, it is so great to be back uh, in front of the mics after our long hiatus. We are back. Uh, here we are. We're going to start with a little bit of San Guido Academy winter sports. Boys soccer, six in San Diego County right now. They're doing a great job. They were able to outlast the injury to Nathaniel Bloom. He was able to return last week. In fact, his first touch back into action, he was able to score a goal. We had National Signing Day uh, last week. We had three students here at SDA who were signed to Division uh, one and two schools. Uh, Parker Ritz committed to South Dakota State, the Coyotes, and then the Bloom twins decided to commit. Nathaniel Bloom committed to UC San Diego, and Marion Bloom is going to Sonoma State. Uh, I guess you can't really go any further in talk radio right now other than talking about the San Diego Padres. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the Padres, along with the incredible pickup of James Shields just the other day, I believe actually yesterday in particular, has been incredible for this team. They've had such a great offseason pickup in terms of new players. You know, you have Matt Kent, you have Upton, you have these guys coming in who are going to be able to create these runs that the team needs as long as well as sustain their incredible pitching that they've had throughout the past few seasons. What excites me most about this James Shields signing, four years, $75 million with a club option of a fifth year, what excites me most is that he turned down a four-year, $80 million offer, I believe, to Seattle. That was the rumor, but he did decline that offer elsewhere. He wanted to come to San Diego. He saw the opportunity, saw what the club was doing, the direction they are heading in. They decided to sign him. Uh, $75 million, that is the most since we signed Jake Peavy back in 07-08. We are at $106 million salary cap. That's up $16 million from last year where they were at 90 and over $50 million from two years ago where they were at like $52 million salary cap. This is incredibly exciting Exciting to see. What's what? As a Padre fan, though, you have to look at it this way. You see what the Marlins did two years ago. They got Hanley Ramirez and they signed Jose Reyes. And then it didn't work out. They went on a complete fire sale. So... I really hope that, that this isn't one of those situations. In order to solidify what they've done, they have to re-sign Andrew Kashner, sign him to an extension. I want them to sign Justin Upton to a longer-term deal. He's just signed through this year. Uh, I hope they can do that prior to the All-Star break. The positive light, though, would be that we have some great contracts that are going to free us up for about mm. $15 to $20 million of a year. Uh, next year, Carlos Quinton, we will not re-sign him. Uh, he's under an eight-year, uh, eight million dollar a year contract. Will Venables at like four point two five. We also have Corey Lukey, who's at like uh, three million dollars. Uh, we have a we have some bright spots for this team. We are still aggressively hunting the 19-year-old Cuban shortstop, Yoan Moncada, I believe is how you pronounce it. So this is this is an exciting, exciting time to be a Padre fan. It's time for us fans, though, to put our money where our mouths are. I am here. I am ready. I'm going to go buy myself some tickets, go watch some ball games this summer. Yeah, definitely. Being able to 
kind of go back into the community. Me personally being an Angel, Los Angeles Angels or Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim fan growing up and then kind of being able to transition and see the Padres become such a better team in my last uh, year here in San Diego before I go on to college. It's absolutely incredible just to see what this team has done and then seeing Bud Black, who is former assistant manager for the Angels, come over now and uh, manage the um, Padres has been incredible to see what he's done for the team and how he's made a lot of strategic choices that I, I don't think a lot of other teams are making. Yes, Padres are signing some big players, but they're also deciding to keep some of the ones that have done very well for them along with the ones that they know they need to get rid of. AJ Preller, I want to give him such a big hug. He is He moves faster than the internet. I, it was pretty funny. I was watching, or I was going through the internet. I saw some funny stuff on AJ Preller. I was like, AJ Preller signs Barack Obama. Term, terms unknown. Um, so other stuff like that. Rumor has it he may be moving down, looking for a house in Encinitas. We can maybe catch him down at Moonlight. He he's done such an incredible, exciting job for uh, Padres fans this summer. It's time for us to repay the favor. Go go, go to a Padre game this summer, fans. It's time. The Padres are going to be really good this year. They're going to be competing. They are contenders at this point on paper. And this is the most exciting team that we've looked forward to in 15 years. This is, this is our time. To, this is our time to make the jump. We will slowly go now into NBA as All-Star Weekend approaches. Today, news comes out. Dwayne Wade will drop out of the All-Star game. Uh, Adam Silver will determine who will fill his spot. It will be either Kyle Korver of the Atlanta Hawks or Brandon Knight of the Milwaukee Bucks. Very different players, uh, very different roles on each team. The Hawks have played outstanding this year. When undefeated through the month of February, uh, or excuse me, the month of January, played incredible basketball. Atlanta is buzzing right now with hopes uh, that they can return to a legitimate force. People are considering them the favorite out of the East right now. However, the Cavaliers have also made a strong comeback after a very, very slow start. Kevin uh, Love is back in business. He's been playing great. He had his season high 32 points, I believe, the other night. LeBron James looks more comfortable in the system. David Blatt is more confident in his coaching decisions. The Hawks are the Favorites out of the East, though. Warriors out of the West, still playing so strong. Steve Kerr is making great, great decisions, specifically with the substitutions. He's motivating guys. He knows how to get guys in positions where they will succeed. You're getting production out of Murray Spates, Draymond Green, who's starting at the four, Harrison Barnes off the bench, Curry having an MVP year, Clay Thompson had a 50-point performance. They are playing so right, so well right now. You wonder what they can do with Andrew Bogut in the lineup because he's been off and on this year with injuries. That's exciting to see. They are definitely, definitely the dominant team in the uh, West, specifically California. Clippers are a little bit of pretenders at this point. I don't think that they are where they wanted to be. They signed Austin Rivers, uh, Doc Rivers and him reunited. Blake Griffin, though, out possibly six weeks with a staph infection in his elbow. He's going to miss the All-Star game. Filled uh, by, His spot was filled by Damian Lillard out of Portland, who was, 
I guess you would say pleased that he was on the team. However, he wanted to be voted on. He made it very clear. He's been doubted his whole career, and he, he enjoys that motivation from the fans. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Kind of going back to the Warriors real quickly, it's so interesting to see a team who I guess not a lot of people thought of to be, yeah, they're they're good, they have been good, but they haven't been as good as they are now. And not even just, I guess, dominating the West, but kind of dominating the league, both in the, pl- the type of plays they've been able to execute, along with the players that have been very, very active in the social community. Again, like Steph Curry, as you were talking about, how he's been incredibly active in that community off the court while bringing it back on the court. I just find that amazing and how this team has kind of turned it around for themselves to really continue not just a streak of, you know, okay, we played well this game, we're going to play well the next game, but to continue a style of basketball that we haven't really seen previously. The Warriors actually have some strong San Diego ties. Uh, Clay Thompson went to school about an hour north of here. Steve Kerr lives down here. His sons uh, went to Torrey Pines High School. His son is currently at University of San Diego. Very strong ties to San Diego. He does live here down here in the offseason. So it's exciting to see San Diego having prevalence in all sports right now. We will move on to Aztecs, though. Unfortunately, they're just not playing as expected. Dwayne Poley's injury really hurt, or and not even an injury, I guess, mm-hmm. more of an illness uh, concern is huge. We don't know if he's going to be able to ever be able to play again. It was such a scary sight to see. We're just praying for him and his return. This year is not where we want it to be. March Madness, anything can happen. We're aware of that. But as an Aztecs fan, we're waiting for the development of Malik Pope because this guy just shows signs that he is an NBA talent. 6'10", long wingspan, offensive presence, This guy is an absolute stud. Yeah, definitely. The Aztecs team this year, I've kind of, I've kind of like, I guess, been seeing as I've been tracking them. They're more in the middle range in terms of wins and losses, not really picking it up either way. They have been very successful at home, which, yeah, that's good, but that's only half of the pie. Pretty typical, though, exactly. with San, at yeah. least with San Diego State. Yeah, definitely. We we have a huge following at the games, and obviously that's going to help our players. We need to learn how to win on the road, and being able to do that I think will be a lot more successful, especially with you know injuries um, slash illnesses with Polly, et cetera, and then getting uh, Malik Pope to have not only that uh, enthusiasm from the crowd at – San Diego State, but also at other arenas as well when we're playing other schools, when we're in these big tournaments. Um, you know, like going back to the Maui invite, we did pretty well. I don't know why we haven't been able to continue that, but I guess it's just a matter of taking our time, shooting what we think that we can make rather than, okay, I'm going to shoot because I'm running out on the shot clock. What am I going to do now? Well, the thing is with the shot clocks, that's part of the San Diego mm-hmm. State offense is we've always waited uh, ways, waited out the shot clock, try and get a decent look. That's been our game. We play a lot of great defense. However, shooting, you have to be able to shoot. Shooting saves you games. It saves you from losing games that you should win. It also gives you wins that you should not win. And I think Boise State is a gr- our game against Boise State is a great example of that. 
because we were the better team. There's no way you can tell me that Boise State is more talented, better defensively. Boise State was able to make their threes, and that's the exact opposite of what's been happening to us. We'll go up uh, about two hours north. The Rams are looking to move to L.A. An $800 million stadium in Inglewood has been discussed. That would be a very interesting move. I think it's about time L.A. gets their own football team. One of the biggest cities in the world. I don't understand how it hasn't happened yet, but this would be a great, great opportunity for the Rams to turn things around. Also, it could be positive for the Dodgers. You know, they want a new stadium. Dodger Stadium is is not a very yeah. beautiful place to go <laughs> to. And I think that by bringing an NFL team after those tax dollars are paid for, that a, dis- a discussion of bringing a new stadium to Dodger Stadium would be a possibility. In other news around the NFL, the NFL world just waits on, just waiting, just waiting on the world to change. Um, Peyton Manning, we're just waiting for your decision. It's a tough decision. I heard Brett Favre time out today. He sympathizes him. I, I think if anyone understands it, it's Brett Favre after his various numerous retirement, not retirement uh, decisions. He will, though, have his number retired later this year as a Green Bay Packer, number four. That's very happy to see because he is a Packer. He's a he's a legend yeah, in that community. Definitely. Yeah, no, um, going back to the L.A. Rams real quickly, or possibly L.A. Rams, former L.A. Yeah. Rams. Yeah, so... I don't know really how St. Louis is going to deal with that. I know that the Rams got a huge following when they went out to St. Louis, just seeing them play um, like the, you know, the one game that they had against the Chargers and seeing how many um, former L.A. Ram fans were there, as well as ones who are just hardcore St. Louis based fans as well. I don't really know how they're going to react to that change if that change is coming. Also, this $800 million stadium being thrown into Inglewood, Los Angeles, California is just, I don't, I don't even know how to describe that area anymore. Yeah, there's a few good things, you know. Randy's. Exactly, Randy's, Randy's donuts. donuts. Exactly. But again, it's Inglewood, California. Do we have the room? Do we have the space? Do we have the money? Do we need to be creating a new fully new stadium there in which we need to deck everything out or would we want to go to other places in California renovate other areas instead and keep the Rams out in St. Louis I don't know the I thing, don't know how people are the thing is it. though if the Rams want them that bad then they would have had to pay their own tax dollars mm-hmm. and they weren't they're not willing to do that right now now I'm not saying they're not passionate fans mm-hmm. But this is a business. This league is money-driven. The NFL makes billions of dollars every year. They are looking for money. So if a team, if a community is not willing to pony up, pitch in, then they're going to look elsewhere. I don't understand how L.A. doesn't have a team. It's Mm -hmm. one of the biggest cities in the world. I already mentioned that. And I definitely think, too, that right now is a good time to be looking into moving to L.A., too, just because you have the fans when the St. Louis Rams were the L.A. Rams that are still available, probably have, you know, good uh, working jobs that pay 
nice salaries right about now, people mainly in like their mid to late 50s who are leading into retirement, wanting to put money into something, and this is what they're going to put want to put their money into is creating and recreating, I guess, this NFL team that was so important to them. I But you were talking about Inglewood as a city, and yeah, I guess yeah. it has a reputation mm-hmm. of being a rough and tough neighborhood, but I think this could be a great opportunity for them to... They could definitely turn start, the neighborhood around. Yeah, yeah, start cleaning things I up. I also think, though, that the money is going to be paid by all of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. so... Inglewood will not be the only city involved in this. It's going to include uh, southern parts of Orange County. It's going to include downtown L.A. It's going to include eastern L.A. So this is just not – the location will be Inglewood, but this is all of Los Angeles. This will be a lot of southern California. So this is a a positive movement for Mm -hmm. the NFL. I guess we'll move on to the other football. Um, Barcelona this year is just on fire since starting 2015. Messi and Neymar are playing absolutely beautifully. Real Madrid, on the other hand, really starting to struggle. Injuries to Sergio Ramos and James Rodriguez have really, really hurt the team. They've lost four times in a row to Atletico Madrid. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo had a red card two games ago that put him out for a match, and then he returned. They lost again to Atletico Madrid. So we'll see if they can catch a little bit of fire heading into Champions League play. Kate, I know you want to... uh, get going with a little bit of hockey. Yeah, real quickly, just a quick uh, little news bit here. There's actually going to be an AHL, stands for American Hockey League team, moving back down to San Diego. They're going to be the official affiliate of the Anaheim Ducks. Kind of unfortunate for me being a Kings fan, but hey, you know, that's still fine. I still respect the Ducks. They've been a great team this year, and I'm glad they're investing in bringing a minors team down to San Diego. I definitely think that can also open a lot of opportunities for young people people down here. I have a lot of friends who actually play hockey and that would be an incredible jump start to their possible career as well as people who are looking just for like internships or jobs in the San Diego area. I think that this place is going to be amazing, almost bringing back the San Diego goals that we used to have and putting them into, you know, this a minor league uh, team with a whole new arena. I think it'll be great fun for everyone. Go catch a minor league team instead of having to pay incredible prices. Like I've been very fortunate to know a lot of people at the Kings organization and get really good ticket prices at Staples Center. Staples Center is so nice though, and it's just so expensive whenever you go. So being able to catch a good professional or semi-professional I guess in that sense for minor league hockey would be incredible for San Diego again kind of with the idea of the Rams I think it's definitely going to help out the area and kind of bring the community together what's cool about this and Barry Melrose mentioned every once he's a big Mm -hmm. supporter of Southern California hockey it's a really fastly growing community hockey in Southern California is becoming a big deal if you're not seeing that, then you're just being oblivious or ignorant. Like, it's growing. People are really starting to enjoy the sport. NHL playoffs come around, and, I mean, there's no way you can turn it off. It's mm-hmm. just so exciting to watch. Yeah. This could be a great, great opportunity, as you said, for people of San Diego to get accustomed to the culture of hockey. This is very, very great news for San Diego, also for hockey as a sport. Yeah, definitely. Again, on 
hockey as a sport growing in Southern California, and not just Southern California, but the whole West Coast as well. You even see the Frozen Fury, which is now held in Las Vegas, and then you had the uh, Kings-hosted uh, game um, here at Dodger Stadium, which was amazing to see Dodger Stadium transformed into a hockey arena. But instead of you know having it back east in Boston, New York, et cetera, we have it out here in the West Coast. There's such a high uh, population following. I know specifically like the LA Simi Valley area is really, really big into hockey. And it's just growing. It's incredible to see a sport that you know I kind of picked up maybe five or six years ago, kind of growing into what it is now and being able to see it as you know we move on. It's great. I love it. It's so fast paced. It's so much fun. All right, so. I think that about yeah, wraps, I think that about wraps it up. Chicken wraps things up. <laughs> All right, so thank you everyone for listening. Please make sure to go and like SDA Podcast on Facebook and find us on iTunes, again, under the name SDA Podcast. Thank you, have a great day.